Welcome to the First Love Church. We invite you to personally discover the life-changing impact of the Word of God as you listen to this message preached by Bishop Richard Ayi. Bishop Richard Ayi serves as a bishop in the First Love Church, a denomination founded by Bishop Dag Heward Mills. Bishop Richard currently pastors the London branch of the First Love Church, a vibrant campus ministry with young, energetic people full of first love for the Lord. We believe this message will give you hope, light and love to strengthen you in your Christian walk. Now listen to Bishop Richard. Behold the darkness shall cover the earth and gross darkness cover the people but the Lord shall arise now keep clapping as we welcome our brother Godwin to share a powerful testimony fantastic Godwin what has the Lord done for you Well, firstly, um, I just want to thank God for this testimony, and um, my testimony basically is about how God delivered me from epilepsy. Yeah, so um, when I was in undergrad in University of Westminster, I remember I used to have episodes where I would just be walking down the road, and I would just literally lose consciousness of everything, and I would just stop and start spinning around and just walking in circles. And I just thought I was tired or I was probably sleepy or something like that. So it continued on till I went to University of Leicester to do my master's. And I visited the GP and I, I just for like a um, hay fever or something like that. So I just thought, let me just tell him about this thing in case it's something. So you went to the GP to talk to him about hay fever. Yeah. And you thought, let me just mention that you've been spinning, you've been having yeah. all these things. What did he say? What did the so, GP say? Um, when, I t- when I told him, he was like, it seems like the sign of um, epileptic seizures. And I was like, interesting. Um, okay, cool. So, I mean, then he referred me for scans, MRI scans, EEG scans, and things like that. And then he also referred me to a surgeon to um, have it checked out. So when I got to the surgeon, he had, like, my scans in front of him. I saw my brain and... Um, he was like, okay, cool, we've seen the scans, and I believe there's a lesion on your brain, so like a growth. There's in a your growth, brain. so he's saying yeah. that from the So it's turned from hay fever to the doctor telling you that there's a growth in your head. Yeah. Okay, so what happened? So, um, as he was saying that, for some reason, the first thing that started playing in my head was a testimony song, but I don't know why. But. And then um, afterwards, then I asked him another question. I said, um, so is it possible for this kind of thing to just go by itself? And he said, no, it's impossible. And then I even became happier for some reason. I don't know why, but then when I went back home, I was listening to the prophet's prayers from the Good Friday miracle service. Take it back to when you went to the doctor. Did he yeah. tell you a name for what he thinks that you have? Oh, yeah. So the name of the seizure was... Um, um, one second. <laughs> <laughs> It was a Daiso cognitive focal seizure. Hey, shh. Tell your neighbor, Daiso what? Daiso what? What he's describing, you see, when it comes to epilepsy, seizures are grouped into two groups. One is called generalized seizures, and the other are focal seizures. 
What he's describing is what's called a generalized seizure that's called an absent seizure, which means that you can be walking and for 10 seconds you lose consciousness. And after you've, lose, you've lost consciousness, you have no memory of what happened. So he's saying that it was happening to him five, six times a day. Six times a day. And the doctor described it as a what? A disocognitive focus. Hey! So tell us, what happened when you were listening to the prophet's prayers? So when I was listening to the prophet's prayers, he basically declared, he said, any surgery or any medical appointment you're booked for, you would have no reason to attend them again. Amen! So I believed in the prayers, and I also told my pastor, and he actually prayed for me. And when I went back home, I was like, well, it's done. No need to go for the surgery. I didn't, like, go back to the doctors. I didn't go back to, like, to visit them. So, so what happened after that? After that, um, now it's been about six months since that period, mm-hmm. and I haven't even had one seizure. Put your hands together! Hey. So five, six months. Six months. So... You went from having them five, day, five times a day, yeah. and now you have no seizures whatsoever. No spinning. No spinning. No unconsciousness. Not at all. Put your hands together for the Lord one more time. You see, the Bible says in the book of Psalm, ch- Psalm chapter 107 and verse number 20, the Bible says that he sent his word and healed them, amen, and delivered them from their destructions. So when you hear the word of God being preached, When you hear the prophet praying, believe in the word because that same word has the power to practically heal you. So Godwin, tell us, what do you want to tell us now? Basically, my advice is that the prayers of the prophets are very powerful and just keep them on repeat. You just realize you're sleeping saying, I receive it. You're waking up saying, I receive it. And you're just continuously being blessed and your life will change as you listen to the prayers of the prophet. Fantastic. Put your hands together for a powerful testimony and keep clapping as we welcome our sister, Aaliyah, to minister unto us. Anything you 
keep clapping. Wow. Would you like some more anointed singing? Then put your hands together as we welcome Sella.
Bible says that where there is a great crowd, there is a great expectation. And I believe that as you believe it, as you receive it, and as you accept it, your life shall never be the same again. If you're excited as I am, make some Holy Ghost noise as we welcome to the pulpit, Bishop Richard Aye. Thank you, Jesus. All right, let us pray. Thank you. Let's pray. Let's bow our heads, close our eyes, and say a word of prayer. Father, we thank you for a blessed opportunity to be in church. Thank you for your word that you have prepared for us. Thank you for direction. Thank you for wisdom. And thank you for the impartation of your Holy Spirit. Let your kingdom come today. And let your will be done amongst us. Let Satan be accursed amongst us. Let every devil and every demon be bound amongst us, Lord. And let the sweet influence of the Holy Spirit increase, increase and abound in our midst today, Lord. Thank you for a blessed life led and influenced by your Holy Spirit. I give you thanks and I give you praise. Thanking you, Lord, for another opportunity to be in your house and to be in your presence. I give you praise. In Jesus' name, we have prayed and everybody said, Amen. Amen. God bless you. Take your seats. Wow, what a blessing. Is there a blessing to be in church? It's a great blessing to be here and a great blessing to see all of you. Hallelujah. Um, again, I was only away for one Sunday. You make me feel like it's been six Sundays, but it was one. Okay, one Sunday. So um, we were, uh, I had a blessed opportunity to accompany um, Bishop to Jamaica. Jamaica is a very sweet place. They kept asking me, what do I like about Jamaica? And I said to them, the people. The people. Yes. I don't know whether you've met Jamaicans before, but they are the, they are the best to meet. So in Jamaica, we dedicated um, our cathedral in Jamaica the Rock Cathedral. Yeah, it was a beautiful service and a blessed time. And then from Jamaica, we went to Barbados. Wow. We went Barbados. When we mention these places, you, you picture us swimming, isn't it? You feel we are on the beach. Yeah, it's like, it's like these guys are really chilling. Yeah, we are walking on beaches and swimming and doing all sorts of things but we had a camp we had a camp with our churches in the caribbean region so we had people from saint lucia trinidad um um wales okay dominica dominica republic um guadeloupe um, 
<laughs> Welcome Bishop Obi from Nairobi, Kenya. Yeah. <laughs> That's not least that. Yeah. Um, anyway, I was telling you that Babeda sent it to us. Yeah. So we had a powerful camp there. Um, the Isles shall wait for you. And I think that is a very important camp that you must hear and you must listen and you must soak. Do you know how to soak in messages? Do you practice soaking in messages? Are you sure you do? Your yes is very weak. It's when the yes doesn't come out of your mouth and it's only your head that is nodding. It's a little dodgy. It's like, it's like do you soak in? I said, mm. Mm. Do you like church? Do you soak in messages? Are you sure? Okay. So you have to soak in messages. You know, you, you don't listen to messages. In first love, we don't, we don't listen to messages. We soak in messages. We soak them. Do you understand? We soak them until the message enters into your spirit. It has to enter your heart. You can't, you see, you can't do anything unless it's from your heart. Jesus said, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. You can't say something or even give something that you don't have. And before a message, I can give you a master key how a message can enter into your heart. Do you want the master key? The master key is to flood your soul and your being with the message. Flood it. That is why we use the word soak. It means that listen to it a million times. A section of the message will enter into your heart. And that's how you become it. You become something when it's in your heart. That's what the Bible says. That as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. What is in the heart of a man is what he is. You are not what you are even imagining. Or what you are wishing. You are what is in your heart. You can't separate a man from his heart. A wicked person is wicked at heart. He has, he has wicked plans, schemes, and things at heart. Be careful at, be careful of what is in what is in you. Do you know what is in you? What is in you is what you actually think, what occurs to you often is what is in you. Be very careful about that thing. I can see that you're thinking about what you've been thinking about. Uh-huh. Yes. So when you listen to messages, listen, listen, listen till it becomes soaking. Till now it becomes flooding. You are flooded yourself. Your mind, your thoughts. Because what you are hearing is what you'll be thinking about. What you are hearing, what you are watching, what you are talking about is the thing that stays with you most. So you need to listen to... You can't just say, I was in church, so I've heard the message. No, after, you have to listen to the message many, 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 many more times. So I was just recommending um, the camp we just had in Barbados that you should soak in. I didn't want to say listen to that camp. I said soak in that camp. Soak it. How many of you are going to do soakings? How many of you are moving today into soakings? So next time I ask, you will not nod your head. You will say yes. Because I saw a lot of you nodding your head. It's like, <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. But no, you have to. You have to really, really soak in messages. It will change you. It will change you. Your, your, your state, your state is not a mystery. You, know, you see how uh, sometimes you have, you see some things on your skin or on your body or you're not feeling well and then you feel like it's a mystery. And then you run to the GP and the D- GP just decodes it for you and says, oh no, take this and take this and you'll be okay. Because many things that look mysterious and strange are really not that mysterious. Your, your difficulties and your struggles in life rather explains who you are to the trained person. The trained person immediately knows that, oh, this guy doesn't pray. This guy doesn't listen to messages. Oh, this guy is not serious at all. Someone was telling me um, her problem. It wasn't just her problem, it was she and her beloved, their problem. They, they had a problem. <laughs> and she was sitting in front of me discussing the problem with me. I said, oh, but I said, it's a problem, but it's not a problem. And she was staring at me, wondering, I was, oh, what am I going to call? I said, what you are describing tells me that two of you are one of the most non-serious Christians on the face of the earth. <laughs> she was shocked. I said, yeah, I said, you are not serious at all. I said, even if he, who is supposed to be the leader of that relationship, becomes serious, you will not have such problems. I said, he's not serious at, he's not serious at all. Well, I mean, he's not a serious guy. <sighs> yes. The problem is that the guy is not, is, he's not serious. If he's, uh, he's serious, he's serious about you, but he's not serious about God. They are two different things. Sometimes you are just happy that somebody is serious about you. But no, check. Is he serious with God first? Otherwise, you are signing into something that. Something that is something. Yeah. But a lot of ladies, once a guy says he's serious and he sends you uh, WhatsApp every, every day, isn't it? Every day is good enough, isn't it? Every day. Once he checks on you every day, and uh, he takes you to Nando's. Sunday after church, he hangs out with you till 11.30 p.m. Then... So he said, no, it's past their bedtime. Because, because they, they, they don't have one, that's why. Because <laughs> we're all here. They will have all nights and they are still going to school. And going to work the following day, it's not a problem. They, they will have no bedtime. No bedtime. You, bed, you pass your bedtime. You are joking. You are not serious, that's why. You are not serious. <laughs> you haven't seen some before. You haven't seen something before. Anyway, how did I get into all this? I was bringing you greetings from Barbados. Yes, Barbados. And I entered into counseling session. See, so, so soak in and it will solve a lot of current issues that you have in your life. Soak in messages. Soak in messages. Soak. Do you understand soak? Be soaked with it. No wet. Soaked. When a sponge is soaked with water, it means that when you 
press that sponge, it gives off the water. So when you soak in messages, when you are pushed, it's verses and revelation that comes out of you. Your defense is intact. But when you don't have any, I mean, when you don't have anything in you, when you are pressed, it's your temperament that comes out. And your nature. That's why you hear a lot of people saying that, me, I'm choleric, me, I'm sanguine. They should rise up and say they are anointed. We'll be happier with that. Don't, don't disturb us with your melancholism and your sanguinity. What did you contribute to becoming a sanguine? Come on. We want to pray. When we press you, then anointing comes. When we, when we push you, word, scripture. When Satan pushed Jesus, what came out of him? The word. He, said it is, he started quoting scriptures. When you are pushed, you say you are sanguine. When you are pushed, you say you are choleric. When things get difficult, then you say your, your phlegmatism has come. No, you can't be, you can't be a natural man forever. It's actually a dangerous thing to be natural. Naturalness is great danger. And the lot of the things that people go through, even the challenges, is because they are so natural. They're so natural. How long have you been a Christian? You are still saying you don't take nonsense. We, we, we started taking nonsense 30 years ago. It's when you have this, your raw state, they say, I don't take nonsense. Long time ago, we started admitting nonsense. The more matured you become, the more nonsense you admit. Wow. Yes. I know people say, well, I don't take nonsense at all. No, come. You see my, you see my true, your true colors, your true colors is satanic. Why do you want us to see your true colors? Let the Holy Ghost cover your true colors. Your true colors must be covered. You don't want to see your true colors in church. You don't take no, take nonsense. You know, take nonsense. It's good to take nonsense. It's called temperance, patience, long suffering. Be able to take it without breaking a sweat. Anyway, how did we get into all this again? Barbados, Barbados, yes, Barbados. So soak in the message, and then you'll be blessed. So. Um, Barbados finished and we, we left and then I had, I had to go to Czech Republic for a conference so I was in Czech Republic and I arrived this morning and I'm here with you yes, good to see all of you yes I pray that next time I'll see you on the flight that you're also going yes yes you see be interested be interested in church things and spiritual things and church programs and church events be interested in it be interested how i wish all of you were coming to mtl in, uh, in two weeks i wish i'll have a good reason to say that in two sundays time there'll be no service here i wish i had a good reason Oh, you know, there's no service. We say, oh, why is there no service? We're, we're, all, we're all in Ghana. 
We've gone for mountain of the Lord. We are on top of the mountain. Where the oil will be dripping. If you like, watch me. By the time I come back, you I'll be different. I'm prophesying unto myself. You too, you'll be different by the time you come back. That's if you are coming. <laughs> yes. <coughs> yes. But you see, these are things that have to be important in your life. Not not holiday in Spain. No. <laughs> top of your agenda has to be traveling traveling for spiritual reasons and for church reasons traveling as a young people don't, don't travel there. You're, you're going to Spain you're going to Rome haven't you been there already you, you will get the chance to go to Spain because of church you will see everything you will see everything plus extra You are going where? Where, where? where do you say you are going? Tenerife. I mean, yes. You see, you can, you can go. I'm not saying you shouldn't go. You can go, but when you can't go for MTL, you can't do spiritual things, but these are the important, agendaric things in your life. Then, you see, like that, Boy, I told you about. You're not. not, He's not serious, but you are not so serious, baby. Yours is a little milder than his type of situation. He's not a serious guy at all. If there are badges for serious, I'm not even giving half. You maybe I'll give you the leg of one of the stars to have that. You are attempting to be serious. Yes, a dot or something. No, you, have, you have to travel for church. You have to sniff out what's happening where. What's happening where. And you travel for church. Here, Bishop is having a program here. You travel and you are there. You say, who are you? How did you get here? You say, oh, I just saw on the, I just saw on, um, on the website that you are here. And I bought a ticket and I've come. That's how you develop and you mature. Expose yourself to serious Christian things, you catch anointings. My greatest spiritual experiences, which were anointings, not so many, not so many, I can count two. It didn't happen in London. I had traveled. I had traveled. It's important to travel. When you travel, God will be there to meet you. There's always an effort to make something extra to do. And you get that extra thing in your life. May you become anointed. Hallelujah. So well, we are back from Jamaica, Barbados. I met Jesse's mom. Where's Jesse? Oh, Jesse, yeah. Yeah. His mom was at the Barbados camp, yeah. It's nice to meet your church members, my parents, when you travel. She came to introduce said, I'm, I'm Jesse's mom. I said, you are who? Because she looked like, she looked like, um, 
Well, you said it. I had to say it. Very young. So I was wondering, ah, Jesse's man, which, which Jesse? I was thinking, which, which Jesse? So Jesse, Jesse in your church. I said, wow, that's Jesse's mom. And I took a selfie with her. I said, can I have a selfie? She said, of course. May I meet your mother somewhere too? Those who have relatives who don't go to church, tell them that you, ha- you are in this good church that has changed you. And there are branches over there on the islands. They should please wake up and go to church. Tell them. Hmm? Will you tell them? Beautiful. So, we want to continue. Uh, the last time I met you, we started sharing on take up your cross. Take up your cross. Are you ready to take up your cross? I can't see how your Christianity can be interesting without a cross. Every Christian ought to have a cross. And every Christian ought to use his cross. Every Christian has a cross assigned to him. You've got to take it up. Take it up. Where's my verse I read from um, Luke what? Matthew 16. Matthew or Luke? Both. Which one did we like? Ah, we like Matthew, isn't it? Matthew 16. And, um, yep. Beautiful. Verse 21 says that from that time forth began Jesus to show unto his disciples how that he must go unto Jerusalem and suffer many things of the elders and chief priests and scribes and be killed and be raised again the third day. Then Peter took him. That is like Peter took him on and began to rebuke him saying, be far from thee, Lord, this shall not be unto thee. But he turned and said unto Peter, get thee behind me, Satan. Thou art an offense unto me, for thou savorest not the things that be of God, but those that be of men. Be careful that you follow things that um, are of God and not of men. Choose things that will promote God, Christianity, ministry, your calling. Be interested in things like your calling. Make your calling an important thing in your life. You have to ask yourself, am I called? The Bible says many are called. Most likely God has a plan to use you. You may think today you are sitting on the last but one row or somewhere in the middle. You are nobody. Nobody even knows your name. But God knows you. He knows you. He knows your name. And he has a great plan for you. So conduct yourself and your life in such a way that you are more pleasing to God. You want to please God. You know how when you want to please someone. How many of you have done things to please someone before? Yeah. You are just even things that you are not comfortable with or things that you really wouldn't do. But just because of somebody... You do it. How many of you know what I'm talking about? Okay, since you know, I can move on. So he said, thou savorest not the things that be of God. They are things that are of God and for God. You do them for God and of God. When, When you are doing it, men, men, your friends, your friends especially, will not be impressed with you. They will not even be happy with you. Even, even family will not like it. 
sometimes parents will be very irritated with you, angry at you, but you know that it is of God and for God. And once it is of God and for God, it will end up well. Even if the Bible says, when a man's ways please the Lord, even his enemies will be at peace with him. When you please God, even people that have fought you will start seeking counsel, advice, and even, and even recommending you who say that you are a good person, you are a great person because you chose God. When you choose men, it has never ended well. To please a man, to please men, to do things that men will applaud you, men will clap for you. You, 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 I've not, I've not even seen one that turned out well. Sometimes when, when you are advising, so when I'm advising people, because I feel they think I'm a prophet of doom. It's like he's always saying bad things. No, I'm not always saying bad things. Naturally, naturally, a natural, normal human being would not. Is it your natural choices wouldn't be things that please God. So it takes someone else to adapt. This choice you are making, it's a choice that is going to lead to hurt and pain and demotion. It's not a prophecy. It's just as human nature, human nature, like the flesh. The flesh is not programmed to choose God. I want to serve God. I mean, look at how long it's taking you to come to church. Look what it took someone to do, to say, to wait on you before you started going to the now, now you are in church. It's not, it's not a natural thing. It's not a natural thing. That you, will just, you just want to go to church. Nobody wants that they want to go to church. Naturally. That, that's, I'm, I'm if you have sinned before. Don't, lie, don't let this be the first sin. <laughs> Your first thing that you did. Did anyone teach you? the things that your mom taught you compared to those things that you did who, who taught you those things even even excuse me to say bad mothers or bad parents don't even teach their children bad things sometimes, sometimes they are one of the most strict strict parents the, the bad, bad the bad ones they all into bad things you grow up before you realize that hey mommy Mommy, so so daddy was someone's husband. Hey, hey, mommy. You you actually reach a certain age before you even discover, and you are not allowed to say anything. You have to be quiet. Say, hey, mommy. Because all these while you've been growing up, you've only knew that daddy is irresponsible, he's this, he's, he doesn't help, he doesn't look after you, he doesn't even come home, he doesn't remember your birthday, he doesn't remember anything. But when you grew up, you realize that, ah, mommy, mommy, mommy. So you are the one who made the move. But she's so strict on you when you go out and you are not back by 8 o'clock. But then you can't, she's standing at the door like a goddess. <laughs> to ask you a thousand questions. She's, she's that way because she has done it before. She's done it before. You can't, you can't come in with a straight face and, and, and that. No, no, she understands. She's done it before. 
She knows why. She, she knows why as soon as you enter, you say you are going to the bathroom. She's done it before. Because she knows you when you are home on weekends, you don't bath. When you come back, you are going, you are going straight into the bath. She, know, she knows why you are going to the bathroom. She knows what you are going to wash away. Oh, you don't understand my preaching. Yes. So naturally, we don't opt for God. Just like God. Like God. We don't opt for God. Like I want to please God. I want to choose God. So you, you, have, you have to know that. Emptying yourself in a way that you will choose God. Choose things like calling. Am I called? Start thinking about calling. Am I called? Don't, don't, think, don't think about your mistakes and your sins and things you've done and things you haven't done. Don't think that way. Think more about, is God interested in me? Is God interested? Would God like somebody like me? Is God interested in somebody like me? Think more on those lines, God, and choose God. Your, you see, your friends, when your friends start avoiding you, and shunning your company, then you know that you are, you've chosen God. Then you know that you are actually with God. Then your old friends, sometimes even your current friends who are not so serious, like the pair I was talking to you about earlier. When you see people like that, that who are not serious, and you start, you see yourself being separated from them. Don't think that you've become weird. They will say you are weird, but God will say you are discovering your calling. God said, now you are choosing the things of God, the things of God, the things of God. Choose the things of God. Things of God. Choose the things of God. I like people that choose God. And when I say people who choose God, I'm not just talking about stage one of uh, coming to church. I mean, we choose God. We want to please God. Everything we are doing is because of God. It's like, will God be happy? Will God like it? Will it please God? Is it something that God likes? Is it something that will take me deeper and closer to God? Make such choices. Things that take you closer to God. Come on, let's face it. Some of the things takes you further away from God. Even some of the friends, they take you further away from God. I don't even like friends. Even Christian friends, they, they can speak. They can speak in tongues ten hours a day. If they don't choose God, I can't even be with them. I don't even enjoy them. I don't even like them. They can be called Pope, Reverend, Most Reverend. No, I can't. Because iron sharpness iron. You need iron. You need to be in the in the if you are iron, be in the company of iron. And be sharpened. Take me back, Matthew. Are you there? Yes. Don't offense to me for thou say this 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 what God, Jesus calls offensive. That you don't choose the things of God, but you choose things that be of men. This one he describes as offensive. Wow. Even when someone doesn't say hello to you, you find it offensive. Oh. That's what Jesus finds offensive. Someone didn't say hello to you. Well, are you a child? Is this a hello club? You can't just say nobody said hello to me. Is this a hello club? Nobody said nobody. When they saw, they didn't say good afternoon. Good afternoon, please, madam. Good afternoon. 
please, please say good afternoon. Good, good, what can, I can, good afternoon and good morning and good evening. How can such things offend you? If somebody's mother didn't train the child to say good morning and good afternoon, I mean, ah. It takes it so personal. You say good afternoon. <laughs> hey, hey, baby, when I can't say good afternoon, all of you. You're supposed to say good afternoon back. <laughs> yeah, yes, good afternoon. <laughs> there, there are higher things, greater things, more important things of God that you have to choose and not things that are of be of men. Jesus, don't receive honor from men. Is somebody understanding me this afternoon? I think a lot of people are. But those things that be of men. So he is rebuking Peter. He said, Peter, you are very offensive. I find your mind and your way is very offensive. Because you are choosing things that be of men. Like, like, like the funny example of it, like hello. Somebody say hello to you. So you are, you are sad. You won't come to church again. Say why? Because Edwina didn't say hello to you. But you live with her. You see, these things, you see, it reduces us. It reduces you. Then it reduces, when it's accepted, then it reduces everything that goes on in the church. Now the church has become, hello club. It's become, it's become a, a place of ethics. But we want, we want God. We want the deeper, higher things of God. My former beloved didn't say hello to me. <laughs> you see, let me tell you before you even um, come and see me about it. <laughs> I will advise him any day not to say hello to you. At least for a period till he gets over you. Because if he continues saying hello to you, you are so nice. Look at your eyes. Your eyes are charming. Your eyes are like dove's eyes. He looks at you every day and says hello. Then you also give him that voice. That voice that cripples him. Hello. Hello. They even ask him, how are they? They tell him that you, you have some biscuits here. His favorite biscuits. Rich tea. Okay. <laughs> no. Any time you want to make, you want to progress away from something that is taking you back, you have to make a clean break. It has to be a clean break. You can't, you can't be having dinners with your ex. You see, that is when that is when I will come and say that you are not serious. You are not. You are not serious about something. You are not. It's not. It's not. It's not a demonic problem. You are just not serious. Yes, you are just not serious. That's why you say that. Oh, you see, I'm sanguine. You know, I'm like, but yes, you are. You are. That's how you were born. We know you are. We're waiting for you to become anointed. To become anointed. To become full of the Spirit. Spirit controlled. When now we, we even be guessing, we even said, Ah, he's choleric. Ah, he's melancholic. Oh no, I'm new people, you are lost. <laughs> I am, I, you say, I am, me, I am mellow flag. <laughs> mellow flag. <laughs> but the Holy Spirit has taken over. 
There has to be a clean break. Be a clean break. People have to be wondering, what type of person are you? Because you are so much of the Holy Spirit that they can't see it. What type of person are you? What, what do you think he is? Do you, do you even start discussing in your age? Because when you speak, you sound like you're in your 70s. When they look at your face, you look like you're in your teens. How can you bring in a delayed amen? <laughs> thanks of God and thanks of men. Verse 24. Then said Jesus unto his disciples, If any man will come after me, let him deny himself. Do you understand? Deny yourself. When, when you say you deny, you deny someone of something, it means that something that you're supposed to give or something that the person likes or even appreciates, you, you refuse to give it to the person. Is that not deny, deny someone or something? He denied, he denied him of, of what? Of pocket money. <laughs> Are you using me to send a message across? <laughs> He denied him of pocket money because it's like he knows. He knows that he needs pocket money. He uses pocket money. Pocket money will improve his life. But he denied him of it. It means that he didn't give him that. So the Bible says, if you are following Christ, are there Christians in the church? If you are following Christ, you have to, Jesus says that, deny yourself. You know the things you like, the things you want, the things that make you comfortable, the things that you enjoy. Deny, said, deny, deny himself. Deny, it's like withhold from yourself things that don't promote your relationship with God. Withhold from yourself. Tell yourself you can't have it. It's like, it's like when you are fasting, you deny yourself of food because you will be feeling hungry. When you are praying, if you really want to pray, if you really want to pray, you really want to be a prayer person, somebody who prays, one of the things you will deny yourself of is sleep. If you've never denied yourself of sleep, then you've never prayed. Either you will wake up early or you will stay through the night. I've used, I've used different methods. It's not like, it's sometimes you see some dispressing praise. It's as though some people, they are, they are not human. No, it, get, it does get to a point where maybe you've trained yourself enough to, to be able to do some things a lot easier. But it doesn't start off that way. Yeah, I, I mean, I've done different things to stay up in prayer. One of the common things you, you see I will do is, is showers, having showers in the middle of the night. The sleep is coming, I just stand under the shower. I come out of the shower, I say, sleep, you're joking. <laughs> you're joking. You're joking. Then he tries to, to start again in two hours' time. I say, there'll be another shower. <laughs> because I have to stay up. I have to stay up to pray. You also do. You also do things to stay up to talk to uh, your whatever. You do all sorts of things. 
deny yourself. Deny, deny that, that phlegmatic self. Stop, stop feeding that phlegmatic flesh. Stop feeding it with sleep, with laziness, slowness, non-agendaric things. You are just there. You are, you are just there, like literally like a phlegm. Everything will be done later. Everything will be done later. Everything will be done later. Nothing gets done. It says you want to come deny yourself. They let him deny himself. And then he says that and take up his cross. His cross. You have a cross. You have a cross. I hope you I hope you are holding your cross and your cross is not being used as decoration in your room. Take up a cross is something that you hold, you use. You actively use the cross. It's not something you put in your back pocket. You use it. Every Christian has a cross. The day you gave your life to Christ and your name was being written in the Lamb's book of life, you may not see it, but angels were walking around sharing crosses. <laughs> this, is, this is your cross. Welcome, this is your cross. This is your, wait, what is the cross for? The answer to what is the cross for is what did Jesus use the cross for? The person you've come to, you are, you are able to come to him because he took up his cross. So when you're also giving a cross, what will you use your cross for? They say exactly the same thing he used his cross for, except committing suicide. The same thing he used his cross for is what you also have to use your cross for. You, there's nobody waiting to nail you, to kill you. We don't need your blood. <laughs> but he suffered. He suffered. He went through shame, pain. That's what the cross stands for. That is Christianity. That is Christianity. Christianity is not to be able to get your nails done. Christianity is not synonymous to marriage. We'll celebrate marriage. It's nice. It's great. But it is not. Is it? One of the amazing, non-serious group of people are people who sacrifice their relationship with Christ for marriage. They are, they are, I mean, they are so, so non-serious. cross. Take up. Take it up. Take up. Your your cross must not be left dormant. That is just lying there. Paul said, I die daily. I die daily. In other words, the cross is a symbol of sacrifice. Now, every day there's something I have to sacrifice. I I discover something I need to sacrifice. I need to cut out of my life. I need to kill in my life daily, every day. Unless your relationship with Christ has stagnated and is dead, then there's nothing much to do. That's That's why you see people with recurring problems and issues. Because the cross is hanging in their bedroom. They are only, they're only Christians in name. Christianity is a very progressive relationship with God. You can't be sure you got born. I got, I got born again in 1985. I don't know where you were then. I don't even know whether your mom knew your dad. In 19, that's when I gave my life to Christ. 1985. Imagine since I gave my life to Christ today from today I've given up I've given my life to Christ. So that is it. 
can't be it. That can't be it. After you take up your cross, sacrifices, you are advancing, you keep advancing, you keep advancing. You keep moving. You keep moving, you keep cutting things out, sacrificing things, laying things down. You see, the, the closer and deeper you get into God, you will discover more things that have to be rooted out. There. Things that you could be comfortable with now. But by tomorrow, you will discover that no. If I want to have this relationship, I can't keep this. So this has to go. That's why he said, I die daily. He said, I die daily. Every day there's a sacrifice. You stop sacrificing, you stop growing. You stop being fruitful. You stop maturing in God. You stop advancing. You stop progressing in God. No, no sacrifice. No sacrifice. No fruitfulness. Watch all non-cross, non-cross holding believers. They're all a certain way. They're all a certain way. No progress. No development, no maturity, no anointing, no Holy Spirit. I mean, nothing. They are just there. They are just there in name. But they have nothing to their name. Because there's, there's no sacrifice. There has to be sacrifices. Every day. Every day. There's something to sacrifice. There's something to cut out of your life. There's something to go out of your life. You would know, you would know this thing is not compatible with my relationship with God. This one has to go. I mean, before you started coming to church, Sundays you were somewhere. You are alive, isn't it? And you were busy. But because of Christ, you have sacrificed that thing. So you have sacrificed some things already. That's why you are in church and you are comfortable in church. And you keep coming to church because something has gone out of your life. Something you used to do on Sundays has been sacrificed when you took up your cross. But I'm saying that there are more things. More things to go. More things to go. More things to go out of your life in your walk with God. More things has to go. Perhaps more prayer. More speaking in tongues. Is it like, like, is it like, like you can sit in front of the GPA? You just finished talking in one minute because I think they have a certain number of minutes that you spend with them. I don't know whether it's two minutes, ten minutes. Oh, okay. My GPA has been cheating us. <laughs> I think it gives us like two minutes. Ten. But within your first two sentences, they know what your problem is, they know what it is. So when I see people, I can tell them, no, if only this person will speak in tongues more. This person doesn't pray. This one doesn't pray. He doesn't, he, doesn't, he doesn't even feel prayerless. He doesn't even know that he doesn't pray. Like maybe you don't even know that you don't have vitamin C. I don't know what that means, but it's an example. Let's go to GPS and say, you know, taking a lot of fluids. So you wonder that, but I tried. I've been drinking water. He said, "Well, yes, just this problem is I just taking a lot of fluids. Have you tried calling them when you have this kind of flu or this kind of thing? Say, oh, just drink it. Just taking a lot of fluids. Ask the water. The weather is getting warm. Just taking a lot of fluids. Yeah, taking a lot of fluids. I've been drinking water all this one, but he's saying, take in more, drink more, drink more apple juice. 
orange juice and water, sparkling water. Okay, drink tap water, drink the things. But see, you wouldn't think, you, you've, ne- you've never imagined that I need to do more you need to open that tap and let that tap flow more you see you don't know what it's doing but it's doing something to you but he that speaketh in a known tongue edifies himself edifies himself edifies himself like when you start going to the gym we can tell that you've been going to the gym And when you don't go to the gym, we can say, you don't go to the gym. You, you eat rice. We don't tell. We can tell. You can tell that your chest is flat as it was. It was. It is still like that. It's flat. <laughs> when you start going to the gym or start doing a few press-ups, when we see you, we'll see that your arms don't rest. Yeah, you can tell. There's a there's a difference. You look different. So when you start speaking in tongues, it will just be just it will just be like maybe a, an extra thirty minutes to your prayer life. There's an extra thirty minutes of Maybe you used to pray. I mean, you didn't used to pray much. You used to pray like fifteen minutes. Isn't it? Yes. Let's 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 not lie. <laughs> It's true, you wake up at 3 o'clock. But by 3 o'clock, by 5 past 3, you've fallen asleep. Then you wake up at 4. Then by 5 past 4, you've fallen asleep. Then you wake up at 5. Then by 5 past 5, you've fallen asleep again. Then that's, that's 15 minutes. But you, you say you pray for 3 hours. You pray for 15 minutes. 15, 15, 1, 5. Not 3 hours. ashamed to tell that we, I use different methods to pray. Different methods. I, I, I can't pray in bed. I'm not that gifted. <laughs> to stay under the duvet. <laughs> on, my, on the same pillow. On the same side. And start doing No, I'm not that gifted. I, 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 I mean, I'm very impressed for, to those of you who can do it. I can't do it. I can't do it. I can't do it. Till today, till till date, if I want to pray, my first, my my, I can give you my three steps. My first step is to come out of the bed. The bed is like my enemy. When it gets to prayer, the bed is my enemy. I have to come out. Step two, I have to brush my teeth. Yes, if I want to pray, I have to clean clean those things. I won't tell you step three. <laughs> you to create your step three. Yes. Till date, till, till now. Till now. If I don't do these two things, I, I just tell myself, Richard, you're not serious. Today, you're not serious. I mean, it's like, I, it's like I really don't want to pray. But if I want to pray, oh, out of the, how, 
you see, you, you are lying down on, on your left side. And your eyes open or your alarm, your alarm goes off. Then you say you are up, you are about to pray on the same side. Your breath will not allow you to pray properly. Your breath. When you start, when you start, you see, you start, before I do, because you don't want to smell what is coming out. Your breath alone reduces the volume. Is that Calabasha? More sacrifices. The cross is a symbol of sacrifice. Let's get a couple of things and then we are done for today. How many of you are blessed already? Already blessed. Take up your cross. Are you going to take up your cross? Every day, every day, every day, take up your cross. Take up your cross every day. Let me tell you a, a, a couple of things about sacrifices. Okay, number one, are you ready to write? Sacrifices are redirected by the enemies of God. It's the enemies of God that prevents you from making sacrifices. Maybe yourself, your personality, it's an enemy of God. Or your friends. Sometimes even the voice of family represent opposition to God. Enemies of God. But so you want to serve God, you say don't serve God. You want to go to church, say don't go to church. You want to go on missions? They said, don't go on missions. They said, don't go. I remember when one parent said that. One parent, one parent, one London parent. One London parent said that where his son is going on missions, it's, it's, it's dangerous, it's dangerous, it's dangerous, don't go. So when the son was talking to me, I said, I can never tell, I can never advise you to disobey your, your dad or your parents. But when you use words like dangerous, I said, where on earth today it's more dangerous than London? You can't even walk on a pavement. You can't walk on your pavement. I had to tell my church members that don't, when we close on church, don't follow me again. I used to love and enjoy the company of church members when we are going home. We sit on the train, we'll chat, we'll laugh. I mean, laugh, we'll laugh. Crack jokes to It's very nice. But, but I said, you know what? The way the place has become because these church members, when they are working with everybody, is shouting, Bishop! Bishop! Somebody sitting there will say, Who is that Bishop? Okay. No, no, I have to tell them, don't, don't, don't follow me. Let's say our Baba is at the door and let's go our ways. So at least when they come on the pavement, I have to run. I don't have to run over somebody. You're telling me, I'm sitting somewhere telling me that uh, London is safe. Where, where in London is safe? What, what is safety? Stopping you from serving God. Preventing you from doing the will of God for your life. The will of God for your life. 
Your colleagues, your colleagues that I met them in, in the in the Caribbean, the first love in the Caribbean, they used to sit here. These, these are their chairs. Go and see them. Happy. Go and see the testimony of their marriages. Hey, you hear them talking about marriage, you want to marry again. You all sitting there, those of us who are grown up a bit, we're sitting there looking at this. People are enjoying all. Hey, first love marriages are nice, oh. Yeah. I mean, to the obedient ones. <laughs> very, 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 very nice. You should see them. You should see them talking. I can't, I can't say the things they were saying. They are grown ups here. Doing church, doing church testimonies, introducing their church members. But they used to sit here. They were sitting here. Otto was not even there, but I met his church member. His church member was at the camp. That's his um, honeymoon in here. <laughs> Happy, I mean, happiness. Did you say London? London, so fixated over London. London against the will of God. And the call of God, London. The enemies of God are against sacrifices. If you love London so much and God calls you, that's why it becomes a sacrifice. Then you actually qualify to sacrifice. If you love it so much, then sacrifice it. Well, you see, then I ask them, so would you like to come back? They look at me. It's almost as if because you live in London, so we can't really answer the question. Would you like to come back? Do you look at this like? I mean, I visited one of them. I said, Ah, he thought you had sacrificed. As we're driving to the house and the gates, have you seen gates before? Since you were born, you've never lived in a house that has gates before. Since you were born. Since you were born, you've not seen gates before. Since you were born. Anyway, let, let me not say it before you think it has an incentive to go on missions. It's a sacrifice. When you see them, cockroaches are walking all over their heads. <laughs> Is that not what you imagine? It's like when you go on missions, there are cockroaches and lizards. It's like when you wake up in the morning, there's a lizard on your pillow looking at you like that, about to kiss you. Daniel chapter 11 verse 31 it says and the arms and arms shall stand on his part and they shall pollute the sanctuary of strength and shall take away the daily sacrifice and they shall place the abomination that maketh desolate you see that there's a certain lifestyle that takes away sacrifice that makes you desolate when sacrifice is taken out of your Christianity out of your Christianity. You become a pathetic believer in Christian. There's nothing to you. Nothing to you. No children, no fruits, nothing. No progress. You are just there. You're, you are there sometimes even full of bitterness and anger or whatever is eating you up. You see, everybody has, if you like, troubles. 
Don't live to service troubles. Live to serve God. Don't major on, I need to resolve every problem and every issue. It's like the scripture says, the poor you always have with you. You see, there are some things you will always have. You can't make it your aim and your calling to solve it. That I'm going to solve this. It will always be there. But your life is just for a season. Rather, make the best out of your life. And the best out of your life is putting God first. That if your very existence is because of God, your existence. I've been in, in a few, on a few flights in the past few weeks. I mean, I've seen a number of flights. And I see that there are people, there are always people on the flight. With different aims and different things that they are doing. Some are going on holiday. Some are going for business. Some are going to visit family. I mean, different, different things. But as I sit on the flight, and we're all risking. Because when you sit on a flight, it's a risk. Did you know that? In today's world, major risk. As we sit there, and I think of why I'm traveling. Then I say, ah, God, thank God you found me. Thank God you chose me. Thank God. Because everybody is risking. Every, people say that they don't have, they don't, they don't risk. Oh, everybody risks. Everybody takes risks. Everybody makes a sacrifice for something. Choose and make sure that your sacrifice is for God. That whatever you are risking, you are risking it in the name of the Lord. That this one I'm doing it for God. I'm doing it because of my love for God and my devotion to God. Not my love for a man. I was whispering to someone there. I said, I said to the person, hey, ladies have faith. They have faith. Please, don't let me explain it. Use your faith to serve God. But they have faith. When it gets to that boy-girl thing. I mean, I admire your faith, I tell you. If I could get a drop of it, I'll raise the dead. I don't know why you're laughing, but things I've seen, sisters, you see, not people that I knew, don't join, people that I knew before they started exercising their faith in that thing. I said, hey, if I have the faith that this person has in this situation, you see, you see, you, you, I'll be, I'll be on Sky News. I walk on water. I'll be, I'll be moving on the Thames. Use it more, direct it more into the things of God. Because you people have it. Because no one has ever told you, you have it. The way you can believe God for that thing, that boy girl thing. And you will not take any advice or listen to anybody. It's, it's that. It, 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 look, there are sisters who have spoken to me. I felt like an unbeliever. <laughs> On a bo- over a boy. As I'm giving advice, their response, I feel like, oh, you of little faith. It's like, oh, Bishop. Oh, Bishop. You don't have faith at all. I'm sure sometimes they even feel like praying for me. 
When I move, I say, if I have what this girl has, I'll raise the dead. I'll put my, I'll put my number on Facebook. Anytime your relative dies, call me. <laughs> I'm sure I will advance to a point and say, don't, don't even call me. Just put the name there. As soon as I see, the person will rise up. <laughs> First Corinthians chapter 10. Verse 20. Ah, but I say that the things with the Gentiles sacrifice. Also say everybody sacrifices. They sacrifice to devils and not to God. Does everybody have something that they are sacrificing? Everyone has something that they are sacrificing. People are sacrificing to get beloved. People are sacrificing to get married. People are sacrificing to get a job. To get a job and to keep a job. And to stay in the job. Look, there are some jobs if you get into it. You are, you, you, I mean, be prepared to work. Be prepared to work. It's different from working in a corner shop. No, when you get, there are some jobs, like some of the banks. When you enter there, be prepared to work and be, pre- be prepared to sleep over. I've had work colleagues that sleep in the office. They sleep. When I'm when I when I'm when I'm I'm leaving, I always remember how when I'm leaving, I feel so bad. <laughs> how many of you have experienced that before? I feel bad, but you see, but you see, I love church and God more, so I said, I'm going. That's why I'm here, and uh, you didn't meet me. You didn't meet me working in those places. Uh-huh. When you met me, when you met me, you only know Bishop, man of God. <laughs> yes, but I used to, I used to feel bad. I mean, to, to say, to turn, to turn your computer off at six o'clock and to get up and say, see you tomorrow, guys. <laughs> I, just, I mean, sometimes you can't even say, you have to pretend. You have to say, pretend you're going to the washroom. And then from the washroom, Then you press the lift. Then you go down. The next time they'll see is tomorrow. It's bad. Because, because if you want to stay there, survive there, rise and rise, it demands sacrifices. You have to sacrifice. I have to sacrifice my Tuesday service. I have to sacrifice Friday all night. I have to sacrifice cell meetings. I, I mean, there are things I have to put to the side. I have to put to the side my, my love for the ministry. I have to put it to the side say no. Because you can't serve God and mammon. Yes. I have to sacrifice. That's why you've come to meet me and you say, Bishop, Bishop, you would have met me as brother. When you see me, you say brother. Some of you will say brider. <laughs> you, have, you have to come to meet me as brother. I, I was in a, a few weeks ago, I was in Indonesia. And uh, one of the uh, guys in the church took, out for, took us out for lunch. As we're sitting there, he was introducing his wife and his daughters to us. 
See, as he was talking, I looked at him and said, I said to myself, I was thinking, I said to myself, this could have been me. I just go to church after church and I take my family for lunch. So let's go out and eat. I'll sit here, my wife and my children. Here are two. I have three. Say three. Say, what do you want to eat? And then we'll be just be discussing. They, they sat there. They sat there with us and other, other ministers. We sat there. We had lunch. Then they came there. He brought them to me. He said, I should pray for them. I pray for them. I said, thank you for lunch. So they said, no, no, no. I shouldn't mention at all. It's okay. I mean, you can see this is a, a decent, decent Christian. I mean, a oneistic Christian. Nice guy. I mean, nice guy. Nice. Nice. And it's, it's nice. But I'm explaining something to you that when you see somebody, everything that you see, it's a, it's a price. It's, it's at a cost. It's not that someone doesn't like his family or doesn't, someone doesn't know Sunday lunch. Sunday lunch. We don't, we don't know Sunday lunch. So we are allergic to Sunday lunch. It's a price. And everybody responds to what they define as the high calling or a higher calling. Everybody responds to that. What they pride in, what they like. I pride, I pride myself in serving God, in being, in being called a servant of God, a servant of God, more than being called a servant of a bank. Right. With all due respect, okay? Yeah. I'm not saying you shouldn't work in banks, so work there. But I pride myself more. I call the servant of God, a minister of the gospel. So I took up my cross. I said, these things, you know, you've got to go. You've got to go. Because it, it's a price. It's a price to be there. And it's a price. It's a price for devils. To sacrifice to devils. Yeah. Sacrifice to devils. I like the way the church has become quiet. It's not sacrifice to build the house of God or build the kingdom of God. How is that some of us don't have much time for the things of God? Because that is the same time. Sacrifice is time, money, energy. It's under these three headings. Time, money, energy. Energy like your intelligence, your your whatever, your, your strength. These are the things. Well, you don't have time. For you, you can only use it for this. You can't use it for both. So as we share, 70-30, depend on your vision and what you like most, share 70-30. I have 100% for God. When I was checking in to Kingston, the lady, the lady at, the, at the counter, she said, she couldn't believe it. I didn't even know that, I didn't even know that she was a Jamaican lady. She was a black girl or colored girl. So she asked me, she asked me, where are you going? I said, Kingston. She said, are you sure? I said, yes. She said, where's your luggage? I said, I don't have luggage. And she kept looking at me. She, she asked again, are you going to Kingston? I said, yes, Kingston. Then at a point she switched. She couldn't help me. She wanted to talk. It's like, I've seen my brother. So look, let me tell you. It's like, my brother, let me. So she switched from the British accent to the raw one. So she, so she didn't say Kingston anymore. She said, Kingston. She said, you mean you... <laughs> I can't even say it. <laughs> she said in the way, you're going to Kingston? <laughs> then, I said, then I said, yes. 
And I said, is it odd that I just have my hand like it? She said, very, very odd. Then she, asked, she didn't stop. She asked me, do you live here or you live there? I said, I live here. And it's like, you mean you are going home with hand luggage? <laughs> That's when I discovered that we are all, we are all related. That we are relatives. Because <laughs> when I looked behind me, everybody coming was excess luggage. I said, oh. She couldn't believe it. But see, but he said, I was traveling, I was traveling for God. I had a different vision because between me and all the people that was a difference. The purpose of my travel was different from all these people. That's what she could, I mean, she couldn't believe it. She's giving my body perception. She was just looking at me. It's like, I'm sure she was thinking, I have things at home. If I had known I would meet you, I would have brought it for you to take it home for me. here with one small bag and say you are going to Kingston <laughs> I can do that because I have a different aim that, that's, why, that's why I can tiptoe out of some workplaces because my desire and my vision and my desire is different from those who are there those are when you open their drawers there's toothbrush, toothpaste sponge, I mean everything everything you can imagine always ultra, everything is there because they live there Yes, the showers are downstairs. The showers, the showers are downstairs. There? Just have your shower. By the time, by the time we arrive there, we left them there. By the time we arrive the following morning, they are there, and they look as though they came. They came five minutes before us. No, they slept there. They lived there. They lived there. I had, we had, I had one chief executive. I always remember the the uh, the work colleagues. They always standing at the window. Looking down. So one day I asked him, what, what do you look at on, on, on Fridays? And he said, come, come, come. So I look out. There was, there was the chief executive. He had cars on the car park. He had a Land Rover. He had a Jaguar. He had one other. I said, so these cars are for him? He said, yes. So depending on where he's spending the weekend, you see him moving clothes and things from this car into that one. And then, then, you know, the office gossips. They say, oh, this weekend, looks as though he's going. I don't know how they know. It's like, this weekend, he's going here. <laughs> but he, you see, he doesn't go home. He lives Monday to Friday, he's there. Then weekends, he chooses where he's going, which guy he will go with. Then he says that he dies off. Then he comes back. By the time we get there on Monday, he's there. Then by Friday, <laughs> by Friday, 6 o'clock, you see him in the back. So this, this. Into this other car. Collecting shirts, shirts and things. Everybody is sacrificing. But what are you sacrificing for? That's my point. What are you sacrificing for? Everybody is sacrificing. Everybody is giving up. Don't think that nobody is. It's only Jesus who said, Take up your cross. The devil has also said, Take up your cross. He also said, Take up your cross. Ah. People who are having sex and all those things, any way, anyhow, don't you think they, they, are sacri- they are sacrificing their life, their health, the diseases of today? That you just take out this thing, you, you plug it into any hole that you find. I mean, except, come on, let's be serious. It's a major sacrifice. It's a major, major sacrifice. 
But when you are serving the devil, it doesn't seem like a sacrifice. It seems like pleasure. When we are also serving God, to us it's pleasure. To the enemies of sacrifice, it's pain and it's like, it's like what are you doing? You are ruining your life, your career, your profession. But for us it's pleasure. It's pleasure. It's great joy. It's great joy. Even, even our perception of the thing that you value so much. Listen to the words of Paul. He said, I count all these things as gang. It's a nice way of saying toilet. Or poo. So I count all these things as dang. The thing that you pride yourself in, you want it. He's to Paul. To Paul. He said, I count all these things as dang. It's, it's nothing. It's nothing. It's like, it's like, that I may win Christ. What is sweeter than victory? What is sweeter than accomplishing what you set out to do? He said that I may win. So he sees him ahead of him, victory, that I will win something. I will win. And nothing that he will win is not a girl. It's not a girl. It's not a house. It's not a nice car. It's Christ. It's Christ. All the things he's doing that he may win Christ. That he, will, he may win Christ. He wants to win Christ. So everything else is as a dang. And you see what's going on? When you see others into things, talking about things, it's like, it's like, I mean, people, you see people talking, you see, I want a river view, a river view apartment. No, I don't have anything against river view apartments. May you have river view apartments. Yeah. <laughs> river view. A river view that you will not see the river. When will you see the river? You have to work to keep up. To keep up. And those, those who stay in it don't go to church on Sundays. That's when they see the river. You go to church in addition to your Monday to Saturday work to keep up with the, with the bills. This Sunday to you have gone out. When you get to miss that, when will you see the river? What are you paying for? The next thing we'll hear of you, you are backsliding. You are backsliding because you are frustrated. It's like, I've been paying for this river all my life. I've not seen the river before. So today I'll stay and look at the river. I also need to walk my dog by the river bank. But you see, you are sacrificing to devils, to useless things. Don't you live in Streatham by the tube station and save your money? Station view apartment. <laughs> Someone says with corner shops under. But you see, you see, it, sound, you see it sounds nice. I mean, Patterns, and when they are selling those places, they know how they talk in a very nice. You are living, it's like your payments are like blood transfusion. Is anytime you feel the blood transfusion for something, you have to ask yourself, What am I sacrificing for? What am I sacrificing for? You see your neighbors, all of you are running Monday to Saturday to work, and running, running. but they on Sundays, they don't go anywhere. They don't go anywhere. By now, they are there with their girlfriends. Looking at them. When they finish quarreling, then they start looking at the river. (laughs) 
You can't see them because you've come to. So it is not. It is some of the lifestyles are not compatible with what you have chosen. It is not. It's a bad decision and a bad move. You don't see that. What, will, what, what have you seen? Have you seen what, one brother? One brother. He, this one is funny, so you can laugh if you find it funny too. No, don't laugh before. <laughs> laugh after. This many years ago, about 20 years ago, or maybe about 15, he bought this huge television. Huge. I mean, when, I mean I've been to it. But when you enter it's like, it's like you've entered into, a, a, you enter into IMAX. <laughs> and he was talking. He said, I want to say, he said, look, I'm going to be honest with you people. I don't have time to watch it. <laughs> So we're like, what? why? Why do you have time? What are you doing? He said, I have to work to pay it off. <laughs> do you understand? Do you understand? He has it. Too. He has it. With surround, surround sound. But he said, I can't. He said, he, his words were actually, I can't afford to sit down and turn it on. I can't afford. It's very expensive. It's very expensive to sit down and watch it. All he's done is, all he's done is, he's committed to something when he's not ready for that commitment. So it becomes a painful experience, like a major sacrifice. He said, I can't watch, I don't, I can't afford to sit and take the remote and turn it on and see Steven Seagal breaking somebody's arm <laughs> or, or, or a helicopter. Do you, know, do you know one of the things you can enjoy with surround sound is the sound of a helicopter? It's very nice. <laughs> Helicopter and gunshots. I mean, it's like, yes! <laughs> My surround is working. <laughs> Next time you get good sound, try it. Find a helicopter moving. <laughs> you hear when it's lifting off it? It's like a action. <laughs> he said he can't, he can't sit there and watch a helicopter. He can't. He can't. To work to pay it off. Work hard. So he's sacrificing. But he's sacrificing to devils. And that's all time would allow me to talk to you about today. Yes. But I think it's, it's good enough for you to think. Yeah, to think. Think well about your life. What you've been sacrificing for. You don't mind plugging in diseases, but you don't mind. You don't mind at all. It's like it's okay for you. No problem. No problem. I was going to say keep plugging, but I can't say keep plugging. No problem. That's what you're sacrificing for. Someone also, when someone also mentions the things inside, the things that he's also said, it's like, he's so naive. Like, this guy is very, very naive. He's naive. He doesn't know this. He's narrow-minded. He's parochial-minded. He doesn't know, understand these things. He doesn't know money. He doesn't know that. No problem. No problem. Once you enjoy what you're doing, just ask yourself, what, what am I foregoing to have this? Who am I doing it for? Because you see the Gentiles, they sacrifice, but they sacrifice to devils. 
not to God. I pray you will sacrifice for God. Yes. I pray, I pray, I pray you, you will sacrifice money to travel for church conferences, for church camps. I pray you will have such, such things at heart that you want to know God and learn more about God. Not that the next time we see you, you save that we are going to Spain. I don't know why I keep using Spain. I don't know anybody who's going to Spain. Don't know why. I don't know anybody who goes to Spain. Yeah. If you would like to know, I've been to Spain before. I've been to Spain a few times. Yes, I've been, I've been with my family. You can ask them. Say, Let's go to Spain. We've taken all the places you come and mention. We've seen all. Yeah. So in case you think I'm against, I'm just explaining something to you. I've been to Spain, but I also travel for ministry and for God. And I have been traveling for God. Doing things for God. And God, if you put God, Spain, I'll choose God. Because following God will give me many Spains. Many Spains. Many, many Spains. I'll not even have time to go. Choose God. Sacrifice for God. Do things because of God. And I say, why are you, why are you doing this? Why don't you do this anymore? Why have you said, for God. There's something coming up. I need to do this thing for God. Don't be too carnal and too natural. And so secularized. So secularized. It's because you're not using your cross. A secular Christian is a non-cross Christian. <laughs> One brother called me once after church. I remember he was 24 years old. No, it's okay. I won't give you this example. <laughs> but whatever, whatever he, want, he wanted me to see that he has. When I saw it, I told him that you're either, you either a thief or very blessed. <laughs> I said, you see, you can't, you can't make these things the main feature of your life. No. I said, you're either a thief. I said, I don't know, but you're either a thief. Oh, God has really worked a miracle for because you're also unemployed. It's not that you say I have to put him so that you don't think that he's against prosperity. I'm not against prosperity. Ah, why? I want you to prosper. By 25, I want you people to be to have easy lives. Easy. Yeah. The money is not a problem for you. Yeah. Yeah. Ah, you think I want you want you to struggle? I don't want you to struggle, man. But I don't want you to be worshippers of money. And worshippers of comfort. And worshippers of convenience. Learn the words of Christ. Deny yourself. Take up your cross. And let's go. Let's go and see what is on the, at the end of, If you like, at the end of, at the end of Jesus' story, what's, what's, who, who is he? He has a name that is above every name. The one who said, I'm denying myself. I'm not going to walk here. I'm, going to, I'm not going to walk here as God, like I'm God. No. He said, deny yourself. Take up your cross. He has a name that's above every other name. If you care to know. And what about those who wanted a name for themselves? Where are they? Who wanted to build a tower all the way into heaven? Where are they? They don't even understand each other anymore. You travel to the Caribbean, you see them. I said, these are my sisters and my brothers. And you say, you, you, you even want to ask them, you want to speak the person in tree. This person, this person is your brother. When the person starts talking, it's like, oh, do you remember the Tower of Babel? 
the language, everything confused. We don't even understand each other. We even feel we are not related. But we are related. We are. When you look at the people's faces, can you tell who is coming from where? But start, start asking. You'll be surprised. That's people who went for a name. They don't have a name. And the one who said, I don't want a name. I don't want anything. I'm denying myself. He has a name that is greater than any other name. May God give you a good name. May God bless you with a name. May God bless you with significance. May may your significance come from God. That God has given it to you. But you see, you have to choose God first. Choose God. Choose God. Let some things die in your life. How many of you are prepared to let some things die in your life? How many can think of things that must die? You think this one must die? Some things have to die. You know it. You know some things have to die. And you're the only one who can kill it. No one can kill it for you. Stop blaming the devil. Stop blaming him. You've blamed him been too long. It doesn't even affect him. When you blame him, he's not blamed. Yeah. Wake up early in the morning and pray. Wake up early. Now that school is on break. Wake up at three o'clock and pray. Speak in tongues. Don't pray with your hands. Speak in tongues continually till 6 a.m. and go back to bed. By the time your house, the whole, everybody rises up in the house, you are in bed. They'll say, you're very, very lazy. You're very, very lazy. You're very, very lazy person. Why is it? Say, oh, yes. You know, the sleep is very sweet today. I mean, that's why, that's why I'm still sleeping. They don't know what you've done. They don't know what you've done. They don't know what you've, you've achieved. Wake up at four o'clock. Pray till six. Pray. Speak in tongues. Don't even say one word of, don't even say heavenly father. When you wake up like this, get off the bed, brush your teeth. The third one, and then start speaking in tongues. Start speaking in tongues. Things will change. Things will change in your life. Things will change without having to attend a deliverance service or a deliverance meeting. You see, a lot of those things are for weak Christians. They are for baby Christians. A lot of those gatherings are for baby Christians. What type of people are by the pool of Bethesda? The lame, weaklings. And what type of people were following Jesus? People who became apostles. People who had parables. They had, they had mysteries of the kingdom. They are two different people. They were by the pool. They were there. Jesus passed by there. It's a place that Jesus goes. He went there. But it's not a place to stay. When he, Jesus himself, was looking for people, he, when he meets and said, hey, you, stop what you are doing and follow me. That's Jesus' instruction. Follow me. Come and follow me. He met fishermen. He said, stop your business and come. Come after me. Come. Let's go. As we are going, we'll pass by the pool. We'll pass by that place where they need deliverance. They need prayer. They need um, holy oil. They need holy water. He said, we'll pass by it and do some miracles and continue. But follow me. As we are doing the miracles, I'm speaking. Follow Jesus. You will hear things. You will learn things. You will discover things. You will become, you will become a real, genuine servant of God. That's stay in one place. 
Every morning deliverance. When will you grow up? When will you grow up? Imagine your mother still feeds you. Still feeds you when you say, um. Imagine. Maria, imagine. Now mommy says, um. Then she has tissue. Then she uh, blocks something. Uh, imagine. You have to grow up. You have to grow up. Growing up doesn't mean that you you not catch a cold one day. You not feel unwell. Tell me those things come as it comes. You move on. Move on. Ah, I think I'm done. Stand to your feet. Don't live to solve problems. Live to serve Jesus. Take up your cross and follow him. Take up your cross and follow him. Take up your cross and follow him. Hallelujah. You should, be, you should be leading souls to Christ. Yes. With all your problems. All your problems with all your things. Rather, join Jesus. Do what he said to James, John, and Peter, Andrew. All the things he said to those Follow me. With your problems, follow him. Do what he did. With your problems and your issues, bring souls to Jesus. As though you are so perfect. Anytime you invite a soul, you are, you are witness of the person feels life is so perfect for you. That's a way to drown the enemy. To drown him. To drown him. To kill the enemy in your life. The enemy that you want to stop and fix it before you. No, no, no. no. Tell him life is a man, he should come. Next week, are we here? We would have traveled. No, we would have come. We will be here. We are traveling the next one after. Okay, yes. So next we will talk about drowning the enemy. Yes. We have to drown the enemy in your life. You guys, it's, not, it's, not, it's not your main calling. Stop discussing your problem. Is it the other day I met a friend? She said, she said to me, she said to me, Oh, I've got this new friend. I've got this new friend. I said, Oh, really? Who is this friend? Then before she could even say who the friend, he said, We encourage each other. I said, you encourage each other. I said, do you know what it means to be encouraging? It means you are always discouraged. Yes. I said, it means you're always, I said, I said it's not, I said, I don't, I, I, I wouldn't like a friend that we are, it's true, it's good to encourage each other, but if that's the main reason you, are, you need some, you need some encouraging factor. How can I, how can I always be depressed? You should be saying we are, we win souls. We encourage that. Every time you meet, you have tears. You have problems. And I know the two of them, I know them. When they meet, they're discussing their husbands. And the problems in the marriage. There's, I mean, this is one of the main callings of um, ladies. It's discuss husbands. They talk endlessly, discussing their husband. He's like this, that, that. He doesn't do this. He doesn't do this. He doesn't bring money. He doesn't work. He doesn't say he loves me. He doesn't send me flowers. Hey, you got a flower? He didn't send me a flower. He's always on the phone. He's talking to this girl. He's talking to this one. Like that. They say, oh, don't worry. Mine was also like that. But he has stopped. Now he's a little better. Like that. These are their discussions. These are the things they talk about. These are the things. Yes, and then cry a bit, cry a bit. Like, I found someone that I can cry on. They cry a bit. Then they come and say, I feel so encouraged. I feel so encouraged. Oh. 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 Why are you always depressed? 
I bind the spirit of depression. Lift up your two hands and pray to God. Give yourself to Jesus and pray. Pray that you have a better, more meaningful Christian life. Ah, Jesus, we thank you. Jesus, we thank you. Jesus, we bless your name. Oh Lord, pray for yourself that by the power of the cross you'll be an overcomer. You'll be an overcomer. You'll be an overcomer. By the power of the cross. Power of the cross. Take up your cross. Pray for yourself that you take up your cross. You use your cross. You use the cross. Victory is in the cross. Victory is in the cross. Masha talabahataya. Kaba shandele bihataya. Kaba shabilabakataya. Kayandele bikapayataya. Where you slipped, where you failed, where you couldn't do well, it's the cross that you need. It's a sacrifice that you need. It's a sacrifice that you need. You need a great sacrifice at that spot and in that area to move on, to move on. The imprisonment, feeling caged, feeling locked up, feeling bound, no much liberty and freedom to serve God. Use the cross to sacrifice, sacrifice all the things that are holding on to you. Ah, shabalaba kaba shataya bahaya, palaba katala bahandele bihaya. Laba shaba laba kaya, pada laba baba, laba di bada bada ya, bandele bele bele ya, paga bata sa 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 siada, sa siada laba shonde laba heye, palande he, palande he, palande he, makaba laba haya, malaba dala badi balaba haya, brandele bele heya, brandele bele, bakalya abdola boshi andele lele heyanda, klaba shonde lebe kipa laba di balaba daba laba di balaba daba 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 shaba Kabastaya, 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 Kablata, Sanda Lava, Diva Lava, Sinda Lava, Kiva Lava, Fanda Lava, Dibiago, Sebiande, Sebiande, Lavahata, Makapapa Lima Tostaya, Blender Leviata, Blender Leviata, Blender Leviata, Mashamda Lava Kapa, Paranda Levekipaya, Blendomata Lava, Diva Kapa Lava, Diva Lava, Shamda Lava, Diva Kapa Lava, Lebranista. Lebradishtaya, Lebradishtaya, Mashamda Lava Diva, Samande Lelelestaya. Pray that you go forward, you go forward, you go higher, you go higher, you advance, you advance, you advance in your work with God, in your work with God. No more stagnation, no more backsliding, no more stagnation, no more backsliding. With the power of the cross, you're moving forward. You're moving forward. You advance it. Mashabala Bahaya. Bakapa Shiba Talabadila Bakapa Shantaya. Plabdolo Boshitala Bram de Lebi Kastataya. Plazistola Bram de Lebi Kipataya. Magisteyata. Ah, Nastonde. Ah, look at me. How many of you can think of something, even if it's one thing, that needs to be sacrificed, that you need to separate yourself from? So you can go forward in the things of God. Yes. I want you to pray about that thing now for 30 seconds. I want you to lift up your voice and pray and plead to God for strength. The strength of the Holy Spirit to make those decisions and those moves.
move on with God and to move on in, in Christ. Lift your voice and begin to pray. Pray about that thing. Just in 30 seconds. Pray about that thing. A change is happening. A change. A change. A change. A change. Don't say you've done well. Don't say you've gone far enough. You can go further. You can go further. You can do more. You can do better. Don't say you've done enough. Bury that thing here today. Let it die in your life. Let it die in your life. Let it die in you today. By the power of the cross, by the influencing power of the Holy Ghost, you are breaking out and breaking through. You are coming out, coming out, coming out of every bondage, of every restriction, of every limitation, of every power of the devil. You are coming out. Thank you, Father. Father, we thank you. We thank you today. Thank you for your power. And the power in the name of Jesus that saves us today. That sets us free today. Lord, we take up our crosses, Lord. To sacrifice the powers of evil and the negative influences and the people, the persons, the entities and the spirits that have held us bound we sacrifice them today we cut them out of our lives we cast them out of our lives Lord the things that have made so attractive and important to us Lord we declare them as dank and nothing in our lives today Lord that we may win Christ that we may know you Lord that we may know you Lord that we may know you Lord that we may serve you Lord that we may come after you Lord that we may go deeper into you oh God set us free help us Lord give us the strength and the grace to become more spiritual more spiritual to become spiritual Lord lovers of you Lord lovers of your work lovers of your name living to please you living to impress you Lord help oh God help oh God help oh God and make us significant in your kingdom thank you Father in the name of Jesus now I'm still in prayer while every eye is still closed and every head is bowed you're here this afternoon perhaps someone invited you to church or you've been coming to church or going to church somewhere but deep in your heart, you realize you don't have a real strong relationship with God. And this afternoon, you want to say that, Pastor, please pray with me. Please pray with me. I want to give my life to Jesus. I want to give my life to Jesus. I want to sacrifice and separate myself from self-consciousness, self-righteousness, self-preservation. Thinking that I know when I don't know. Thinking that I have a relationship with you when I don't have a relationship with you. Knowing that Lord, if I drop dead today, I'm not sure whether I'll go to heaven or hell. I want to say, Pastor, pray with me. I want to give my life to Jesus. I want to receive Jesus as my Lord and Savior. 
I want to be serious with God from today. I want to be serious with him. I want to walk with God in a serious way from today. I want my sins to be washed away. While every eye is closed and every head is bowed, if you're here like that, you'll say, Pastor, I want you to pray for me. I want to give my life to Jesus. Just lift up your right hand wherever you are and I'll pray with you. Very quickly, your right hand. God bless you. Lift up high so I can see you. God bless you. God bless you. I need Jesus. I can see those hands. I can see those hands. I believe there are a few more. You want to choose Jesus today. You want your name to be written in the book of life. You want your sins to be washed away. God bless you. I can see your hands. Lift the high. Keep it up. Keep it up. I want to pray with you. I want to pray with you especially. Today, you want to say, Pastor, pray with me. I want to serve Jesus. Maybe you've been going to church, especially, I feel there's somebody here who has been going to church, but deep in your heart, you know there's no real, genuine relationship with God. Today, you want to say, hey, I want to give my life to Jesus. I want to be serious with God. I'm the serious with God. It doesn't even matter if it's going to be your second or your third time. But you need, you know it, you need that commitment today to begin a meaningful, serious life with Jesus. God bless you. Just your right hand. God bless you. Let me see your hands again. Lift up high so I can see you. Your hands seem to have disappeared. Yeah, I can see it now. God bless you. Now, if you have your hand lifted up, I want you to do one more thing. I want you to come to me right here in the front. Come out of your seats and come to me so I can pray for you. Come. From my left and my right, you lift up your hands. Come. Find your way. Find your way. Come around. say this prayer with me everybody here everybody here join us as we say this prayer and if you want to come to the front you can still come it's not too late it's not too late it's not too late don't say tomorrow don't say next time it's today today is meant for you if you want to come come now as we are about to start praying let's say this prayer together Say with me, say, Heavenly Father, thank you for Jesus Christ who died on the cross 
for my sins and rose up on the third day. Now say, Lord Jesus, please come into my heart. Please come into my life. Be the Lord of my life. I believe you are alive today. From today, I give myself to you. I will serve you. I will live for you. And I will obey you. Now say, Heavenly Father, I am a sinner. Please wash me with the blood of Jesus. Please write my name in the book of life. Now say, thank you, Father, for accepting me and for making me a child of yours. In Jesus' name. Now look at me. Lift up your finger like this. Everybody. And shout out. Say, Satan. I belong to Jesus. I cast you out of my life. I will no longer serve you. Say it. I will no longer follow you. I belong to Jesus. I am bought by the blood of Jesus. I am washed with the blood of Jesus. I am born again. I belong to Jesus. Get out of my life. In Jesus name. In Jesus name. Shout it out. In Jesus name. And shout a big amen. God bless you. Do we have? Yeah. Thank you, Jesus. Receive your gifts. It's for you. It's free. And it will be a blessing. But read it. Even the title of the book says what? Read your Bible. Pray every day. If you want to grow. Do you want to grow? Read your Bible and pray every day. So read this book. You will grow in Jesus. You've grown in fashion. And grown in London. And grown in whatever you do in life. But now grow in Jesus. And grow in God. And grow in church. God will use you. You'll be surprised that God will use you. Never think that God can use you. He will use you. Because now all your sins are washed away. God has forgotten. You are the one who will remember. Or your former boy who will remember. But God doesn't remember anymore. Doesn't remember. He can you take you. You're, you're a brand new man. God will use you and do great things through you. God bless you. Next week, also bring a soul to church. Invite somebody. A soul is a human being. Invite somebody else to church to come and give their life to Christ. You started saving and investing in your heavenly account. You see, you are all in my heavenly account. You're, yeah, you're all in my account. Yes, You didn't know. You are, you are all there. If I show you my heavenly bank statement, you say, you say, hey, Bishop, you're a millionaire. I am. So also open, your bank account has been opened. In heaven, we don't put pounds in or euros. We put souls into our account. Souls. So start immediately. You don't need anything. Now that you are saved, you can start save it into your bank account. So start putting souls in. Next week, come with one, two, three. Start saving. Start saving. And God will bless you. God bless you. Put your hands together for them. And you may go back to your seats. Take me, this is my body. It's time for communion. I was broken for you. 
Drink, this is my blood that was poured out for you. Whoever eats my flesh and drinks my blood has eternal life. For my flesh is meat indeed, and my blood is drink indeed. The cup of blessing which we bless. Yes. Is the communion of the blood of Christ. The bread which we pray is the communion of the body of Christ. Oh, this is the holy meal of God. It will sustain you. It will heal you. It will bring you life. When I see the blood.
you know, you just have to say, Lord, my brother or my sister has just prayed to you. I agree in prayer to this with this person. Whatever they've asked, Lord, let it be done. Whatever they've bound, may be bound. Whatever they lose, Lord, may be lost. Lord, show them mercy. Based on the scripture that two of us shall ask, agree on earth as touching anything that they shall ask. Anything that they shall ask, it shall be done. It shall be done. Lift up your voice and pray now. It's a short prayer. So pray seriously and powerfully. Miracles shall happen. Things will change. Gates shall be broken. Walls shall be broken. It will be done by the blood. By the blood. By the blood. By the mighty name of Jesus. Your power, Lord. Your power, Lord. Release your power. Release your power. Release your power. Release your power into this congregation. Let it come, Lord. Let it break chains, Lord. Let it heal diseases. Let it heal sicknesses. Let it heal and cast out things with names and things without names, Lord. Let them be overcome, Lord, by the power of the blood of Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. It is done. It is done. It is finished. Thank you for great victory. Thank you for accomplishments, Lord. Thank you that we shall see our desires and our dreams. Lord, we declare that Satan has failed. Lord, we declare that every assigned demon against our lives has failed by the blood of Jesus and in the name of Jesus Christ, Lord. Thank you for victory. Victory belongs to us. Victory belongs to us. Victory belongs to us. Thank you, Lord, that we overcame him by the blood. By the blood. Thank you, Lord, that it is done. I bless every bread and I bless every wine. I declare it is the body of Christ and the blood of Jesus. And as we eat it, wonders begin to happen. Great things begin to happen. Great miracles are activated in our lives. May our lives become a miracle. May our lives become a wonder. May our lives become a sacrifice to you, Lord. May our lives testify of your power and of your goodness. In Jesus' name, every dream of yours shall be fulfilled. In Jesus' name, the body of Christ, eat it. The blood of Jesus, drink all of it.
Father, we thank you for making us worthy partakers by your grace of our Lord's body and our Lord's blood. Thank you for answered prayer. Thank you for direction. Thank you for healing. Thank you for recovery. And thank you for restoration of everything that has been lost, Lord. Thank you that Satan is wiped out of our lives. Thank you that his marks are wiped out of our lives. Thank you for sweet victory and more victory and more reasons to celebrate in this life, Lord. Receive a reason to have a party. Receive a reason to rejoice. Receive a reason to dance. Receive a reason to laugh. Laughter replaces tears of pain. Receive the blessing of the Lord. May your life be a blessed life. May every curse be overthrown. I stop and block every curse from continuing in your life. In Jesus name. Be blessed. Be blessed. Be blessed. Be blessed. Be blessed. Be blessed. Be called a blessed one. It is well. In Jesus name. Amen. Put your hands together like victorious people. The harder you clap, the greater your victory. The better you clap, the better the reason for rejoicing shall be. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. The longer you clap, the sweeter your victory. Make sure you are the last person to clap. Papa Labakata Sataya Parandelebeki Patasa Papa Rabaka Patata Labakapa Paladelebe Kabayata Kapa Diba Kapatiso Talian Delebekepa Papandelebeshi Parandelebekeba Lebo Kapashindelebekeba Be blessed 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 take your seats make sure you are the last person to clap (laughs) we hope that you've been blessed by this message for more information follow us on social media search for First Love Church London on Facebook and YouTube and First Love UK on Twitter and on Instagram. Have a blessed week.